0: Uh, Good morning. Uh, My name is Dan Nood. I'm the CEO of G2 Goldfields Inc. Uh, We trade on the Toronto Stock Exchange under the symbol GTWO and on the OTCQX under the symbol GUIGF. With me today I have my Vice President of Exploration, Boaz Wade. He's calling in from Georgetown in Guyana. G2 Goldfields is a gold exploration company with their assets in Guyana. We have discovered a high-grade gold system in the um Kiyuni district in Guyana uh, we have an initial resource of 1.2 million ounces an average grade of nine grams a tonne and we put that out last April we've been drilling since then and we've made a new discovery in November called the Ghani area which lies to the south of the Yoko main zone and north of the unions block four uh, we also have a number of other targets near surface uh, which we are exploring at the moment and we'll talk about
1: that today. Great, guys. Uh, Dan, thank you very much for the introduction. Boas, really nice to see you again. Uh, we spoke, I think, early last year when uh, we did a technical introduction to the project. Uh, and Dan, we spoke about three months ago when you gave us kind of a quick update at the beginning of the year. It's, um, it's, <laughs> in some ways, it's a, it's, it's just a slightly strange call because uh, it's not very often that you have. I don't want to flatter you, but you have as much success as you kind of expected. Geology normally is unexpected, um, but things have kind of been going as you expected uh, in, in the last 12 months. I mean, uh, Bauer, so do you want to just talk about uh, what you were aiming to do and where you've got to at the moment?
2: Yeah, sure. So, uh, sometime around mid last year or so, we made a conscious shift to um, focus on sort of close to the surface targets and effectively aim to get a near surface. Discovery, or a few additional discoveries, uh, close to on the surface of the Buster, the uh, April 2022 resource, which we put out on the Oco-Main deposit. So one of our top targets there was the Gaddy zone which is also on strike of the Ovo-Main-Zone, which we've sort of followed through, um, and after a reinterpretation of the geology there, we figured that if there was uh, some strong potential across about a 1.2-kilometer strike length. Uh, on the principal shear there, and that's what we followed through with this um, GDD series of drill holes uh, from about Zeping September last year, and um, that went really well, and that drove the Gadi Discovery, but it's really following up on some geological concepts, which we had been developing uh, effectively since we made the Okomein Discovery, and sort of building out on that, to aim to get uh, some level of predictivity in our geological targeting as we step across not just around the uh, greater local area, but um for us the entire district on the way through. Um
1: so our northern and western targets uh from Other and all the way through to the Iron Okay, so um what are the the broad kind of characteristics, geometric kind of characteristics of the Ghani zone? You know, what are you what are you looking at in terms of grade and thicknesses as a as a rough guide.
2: Yeah sure. So as we go along that one point two kilometer strike length of the um of the Principal shear um, there are some zones where it gets as wide as plus 40 meters, with average grades in, in excess of three grams. And then there are some areas where it gets a bit narrower, um, You get all the way to like 10 meters, a bit over a gram, gram and a half sort of thing. But uh, one that's really controlled by it's, it's the southern continuation of uh, what we had described at the time as the S2 parallel shears in the Okomene deposit, uh, continuing across the Difference Coast unit, uh, which is a very magnetite-rich uh, volcanic rock. And what we're seeing there is that there's a very late crenulation folding architecture um, on, the, on those mineralized shears. And where we get the dilational zones, it sort of broadly corresponds to where we're getting full closures uh, within that shear structure. And where it sort of tins out is where we're on the limbs, where, uh, where we're getting those narrow zones and mineralization. So what we're predicting is across uh, not only this target, but perhaps a few others, uh, that are analogous to this sort of main and Ghani, uh, structural overall structural geometry is that as you go north to south along the shears, we'll get these sort of pods or lensoidal plunging bunnies where we get broader zones of both, uh, high-grade mineralization uh, within these plunging shoots, And they'll have a, a certain geometry, which we think uh, in the case of Gany is, is a moderate plunge to a northeasterly direction. Okay, I'm just
1: I'm putting that all together. I think it's obviously worth mentioning that the, the Gowney Zone runs down to your, your ground boundary or license boundary with, with Reunion, um, and they are stacking up uh, similar plunging shoots of good thicknesses and good grades. I mean, I know that last week they just, pu- or this week they published a spectacular intersection of over 100 meters of uh, over five grams gold. But um, it is plunging shoots of mineralization and and that is what you're seeing what you just described to me at gani and you mentioned the the um the magnetite uh mineralization in the this um rock package that you're exploring here and Dan, i seem to recall that you've you 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 picked up this on one type of geophysics magnetics um whereas you did you defined the oco zone on a um on a different style of geophysics and so can you within the 1.2 kilometers is there something you can use to pick up the fold noses where you get the greater dilation and the greater uh, thicknesses or do you just have to do it with a drill uh, um, systematic drilling along the trend
0: now i think actually uh once you get to that uh, magnetic unit which it's uh Gany uh the Gany Main, about a kilometer long and at Gany west is probably about 800 meters long once you're within that unit and Along the shear, it's really you drill it and you'll and you'll see it's because it, your magnetic body's not changing. You must see not seeing that folding, but when you've got that magnetic body within non-magnetic uh, surrounding rocks, you see the folding quite clearly. So we can get to the, I suppose we can see the folds in that magnetic unit, but not at the smaller scale. Really, just on the on the hundreds of meter scale, I suppose we'd say that. Um, yeah, it's a it's a good question. It's the one we are, talk to ourselves about. But at the end of the day, we just keep drilling along those shears in that magnetic-rich host rock. And we always hit the shear, always hit mineralization, And then when we, we orientate all the course, so we can tell whether we're in a fold closure on a limb depending on the uh, orientation of the banes and the actual planar uh, foliations
1: as well. How many rigs are you using at the moment and how many are on Ganny West at the moment?
0: Currently, we've got two rigs running because we're drilling very short holes. So we're uh, like we up to hole 57 at Ganny, I think, and we've only got assays back to hole 30. Uh, so we're not going to hole every day and a half. Um, and we've got one rig up on uh, extending the Oko main zone on shear 3 and shear 1 to the north Uh, we see those zones continue as we get deeper uh, we'll get a uh, third rig going uh, because basically we'll need, the holes take longer and so you're only really targeting those 50 metre wide zones at the bottom of these holes and as we get going further we've got a fourth rig uh, which we'll get going uh, on Oko deep again Uh, and that will come after we have uh, Brett Davies out uh, this month or next month Uh, to give us a a full geological structural picture so we can start targeting deeper in the Oko main zone, because those holes are expensive. uh, And we we do see uh, thickening and thinning once again along those trends, so we'd like to go down and hit 14 metres at an ounce rather than 2 metres of 8 grams when you're down 600 metres. So that's the goal there. So with two rigs at the moment, we've got availability of four. We could get more, uh, but we find that at that rate with the uh, assay return, and it is it is an iterative process, uh, any more than that, and we, and we start um, getting behind in our, our knowledge of what we're actually drilling.
1: And, and you certainly don't, no, no exploration company wants to uh, make rushed decisions on the location of drill holes. They, they, got, they always have to be carefully considered. And
0: I, to add to that, I'd say at the moment, because we're in the discovery phase, hitting these near-surface targets, we drill, like we again, we had the first hole, we stepped out 25 metres, down 25 metres, fairly cautious about where we're going. Once we've drilled it and understand it and where that shoot is, we move on. So we've drilled Gany to 100 metres, we may go to 150 with the most recent hole. We'll move on, hit the other targets, we'll come back and uh, do uh, step-down drilling and definition drilling later in the game when we actually have a good handle on what the geometry is, that becomes easier. When we're still trying to figure out the geometries, uh, we like to be a bit more cautious about how much we're drilling but between surface and 100 metres we can pretty well figure out where these things are going and then we just move on to the next target. We'll circle back and, and drill deeper in all these targets later. So
1: if you're drilling to, let's say, a vertical depth of about 100 metres, does that mean your holes are up to 180, sometimes 200 metres? Is, is, is that roughly the maximum hole depth you're putting out at the moment? At
0: the moment, generally down to about 150 metres would be the maximum, although the most recent one we're drilling at Ganny, which is another step down on the plunge, is uh, a 310 meter hole. I think, guys.
2: Yeah, that's right. And uh, that was a specifically targeted ball, just to go down clutch of some of those high-grade intercepts, which would have been re- uh, released and, and for recently. So. Uh, it's kind of a great dump of like OKD 26, OKD 13. Uh,
1: and the, so when you talk about the high grades, I mean, these are the intervals of kind of 44 meters at 2.3 grams gold. Yeah. You had 16 meters at four, was that right? Or was it the other around?
2: Yeah, well, the OKD 30, in fact, intersect to uh, 16 and a half at 7.3, but it had uh, within the high grade football zone, which is sort of something that is a bit of a common theme of uh, the central portion of this Ghana target. Uh, that drill wall, I think, had about 4 meters, 27 grams, if I recall correctly, and then OKD okay, the 26 uh, sort of to be uh, on the side of that central area, intersected like 26 and a half at 4.11 grams. This deeper drill wall was effectively a you know, 50 meters of down step out on that, um, just to test for continuity of uh, mainly the higher grade football section of um,
1: of the principal guy this year. Do you have? um as you're beginning to understand the geometry and the geology and the controls of mineralization at Ghani are you stepping out in the same way that you stepped out on on Oko or is there a higher or lower degree of variability along strike and down plunge? Down
2: plunge I think we've got a fairly similar geometry to the overall sort of first order control of higher grades in the Oko main zone which is generally that northeast plunging uh sort of orientation uh Along strike, I think that mainly because of the nature of the Yoko Main deposit being hosted at these very discrete uh, shear structures, and you have veins that are fairly continuous within more ductile rocks, uh, you generally have a little bit more continuity of the hybrid, in in the Yoko zone, uh, along strike in comparison to the Ghani target. However, um, within the Ghani target, these um, these sort of broader zones of mineralization, they're not like um, one discrete structure, like a quartz vein or so. It's within sort of a, a sheer corridor, like uh, like, like an antelope of a pious strain within the rock. So we have got, in fact, there are higher densities of, of narrow centimeter to several cm uh, wide veins within these corridors. And where you get the higher veining density is generally where the grids. Um, which correspond with those four hinges I was
1: describing earlier uh, is generally where the grade gets higher. And Dan, I think a question for you, please. Uh, in terms of w- what you're trying to d- do, um, y- you've spoken about putting out a, uh, a mineral resource update in uh, mid year and everything that you do I have to kind of look through the prism of what's happening to your neighbour to the south and um, I think Reunion are also aiming for a possibly preceding you or predating you by about a quarter you know I think at the end of Q2 they're looking to put out a a maiden resource estimate. What's at the board level what are you kind of um, discussing as a uh, the kind of the the priority for 2023 in terms of directing the exploration program?
0: I think for 2023 our main priority is to uh, make the footprint as big as possible at surface. So, we're, we're targeting all the surface expressions of mineralisation. Uh, the goal at the end of the day is to uh, define something which uh, can have as big a throughput per annum as possible. And so, that's done by hitting near surface targets as opposed to drilling deeper. Uh, we'd like to have hit all our near surface targets, the obvious ones to date, uh, by the middle of the year. Uh, we will put a resource update out in the third quarter, and that will be mostly the uh, Oko main zone plus what we've drilled to inferred at Gany. Uh Nothing else that we've drilled to date will make it in there yet and stuff coming. So there will still be once again a, you know, here it is to date and there's more to come, but we think we do need to update it because you know, we're still stuck with the thought that we have 1.2 million ounces that we put out last April. And so we're on that, you know, uh, rat wheel and we will continue to update that resource. But once again, it'll be an interim resource uh, Daniel,
1: Dan, thank you. Uh, so I understand th- that about kind of defining the envelope of mineralization. Quite curious, you mentioned earlier that you're going to be drilling some deeper holes on, um, uh, on the OCO main zone. Is, is, is that really, um, I mean, why are you prioritizing those this year? I mean, if you're targeting kind of surface mineralization and pushing that envelope, um, what's the rationale behind those deeper holes, which would presumably be kind of quite a far dated uh, economic Uh,
0: Ounces. Well, I suppose it would be, but when we left off with uh, the bottom of shear three and five, where we drilled to date, we've had some uh, rather good thicknesses with uh, you know plus fifteen grams a ton, twenty grams a ton material. So you add ounces quickly, and and, yeah, the answer answer to that, I suppose, at the end of the day, when you're looking for the metrics, when you're looking for a sale or a merger with somebody, uh, ounces in the ground do count. Uh, Obviously, MPV counts as well. The mineralisation does continue still, so it would be. I miss not to keep uh, targeting down, but you are right. The uh, priority for us at the moment is near surface ounces, but I mean, okay, Mainz ain't such a beautiful deposit to be. A shame not to continue to explore it to dip,
1: and it kind of gets me thinking about the global uh, drill meter budgets. You know what? What, do you, what are you talking about for the remainder of this year? How much have you done in the Q one, and where that is distributed?
0: Yeah, okay. Um, the exact numbers I think Boas could probably give us. It's probably about Q one would be about seven thousand meters. Boas about two and a half a month. Is that the rate we're drilling at with two rigs? Yeah, that's a moderate. Yeah. So as as we get deeper on these zones, we will add more rigs. Uh, so we we may get up to like 10,000 metres a month. And so you can say over the next, uh, you know, four months, we might drill another 15,000 metres, 20,000. It really is dependent on how many weeks we got running up. We're still at near surface, hitting near surface targets. You can say about 10,000 metres a quarter. If we start coming back and drilling deeper on those targets, it'll ratchet up. And if we get four weeks going, it'd be like, you know, uh, 15,000 metres a quarter. But it's very much dependent on... On results and that 's what is drummed into us by our chairman all the time We can drill as many holes as we like as long as we can justify them so uh, and that, I think it 's a good philosophy
1: and given the trajectory of results so far and the the apparent understanding on correlation of uh, your drilling and the results that you 're getting i mean we, we you can never say never, but um, is it likely to say that you could probably uh, 10,000 metres in Q2 towards maybe 30,000 metres for the year on top of the 7,000 you've already done. Is that a kind of a fair assumption or is that a bit light?
0: That's a fair assumption as it stands, but it it could quite easily get a lot more than that. Um, You know, if if we turn into a position where we need to go and drill uh, resources out on all these things because for whatever reason, uh, we would have the ability to step that up and do a lot quicker. Um, You know, like I say, the focus at the moment is, is hit all the targets and make them bigger, but we can come back and drill all these things to depth uh at a rapid rate if we have to
1: what's your success rate at the moment, and perhaps this is one for Boaz. um in terms of uh how many how many um barren holes are you hitting um and and I, Dan, you mentioned that you're taking kind of a relatively cautious approach on your step outs
2: yeah, that's a good question if we were to be specific on the gani target uh in this g d d series of drill balls, there's not a single one that has failed to intersect a single asset. Uh, less than half a gram So as, as a metric so um, and that came back to uh, I think that was a function of the reinterpretation of the geology that we'd been there uh, prior to the drilling of this GDD series overall project to be it, um, we haven't quite quantified it but if I were to take a rough average and say it'll be something realistically around about 65% uh, of, of holes that we've drilled that intersected. In, uh, somewhat economic grids.
0: Yeah, I would say like, in, I think it's like nearly 70% of the holes fell into the initial resource at okay, main, And I would say at Ganny when we put a resource out, I'd say at least that, I would say a similar number, 70% of the holes will make it into the the resource category. And
1: what kind of intersection will kind of turn you off and which kind of kind of intersection will turn you on? Do you have a kind of a, a, a gram meters of 10 or 20 or 15 that kind of is, um, will draw you in or just say actually this is getting colder, we're, we're going to back away from
0: that? Oh, I would say uh, first of all, did we hit the uh, uh, geological target? So if we hit the quartz vein in okay main or we hit the shear zone at Ganning, it's like, well, okay, that's good, how wide was it? And that's, that's, a, that's a win, we keep going. Then if you get down to less than yeah you know, well the minimum width that uh okay is about two meters and four grams cutoff we're using right so as long as that's continuous as long as the shear has at least that and it's continuing well then we keep going because we know it pinches and swells so it's, it's not a, a less stop here but it's like okay we're on a limb uh we're not in the main zone here but it, the mineralization is still continuous the geology is still continuous is important and then we keep going it's because we know it'll come back it hasn't stopped yet I think more it's when we when we look, don't get the structure, <laughs> it's probably we scratch our heads and say what's happened.
1: When we first spoke about uh, Gunny, it was I think you picked it up through a, a bulldozer cut that you picked up, uh, you know, fifty odd meters at one gram a ton, and um, so I, I approach Gunny as a as a kind of an open pit pit, kind of a slightly lower grade. Uh, more diffuse perhaps than Oko main zone, but uh, still with good grades for an open pit and some good thicknesses. Um, But as you mentioned that there was some kind of footwall, high-grade mineralization, does that make you think that this could start as an open pit and kind of give you uh, an underground potential depth continuation? Or is is it too early to talk about that?
2: No, I think that's absolutely a fair assessment. Um, And so far, all of the drill walls that we've drilled Particularly in the uh, Gani Central area, has indicators about you know you've got excellent widths, sort of what could potentially be an open pitable uh, resource close to surface. But then as you focus in around the higher grade zones in the f- in that distinct cliff wall area, we're generally seeing widths of uh, plus six meters of, uh, at an average of plus seven grams out there. So okay, um, you can
1: go underground on that.
2: Yeah. It has, It certainly has the potential to be economic on in an underground scenario in the future.
1: Looking at that Ghani section, you come from the, um one point two kilometers down at the southern port- portion of the of the of the licensed area. The, the, in a sense, you've just you're on you're in a system there. You're you, you're on a program. There's there's not much generative work that you're doing in terms of new targeting. Is is, is that correct? On the eastern side of the Gani diro, probably. Uh, however, you know there's
2: an entire Still, perhaps a conce- conceptual stage uh, target on the western side of the intrusion because what we're predicting is that the the Ganing diorite unit, which is that competent footwall uh, uh, unit that we have on uh, on our Getty, uh sort of target, we're predicting that on the western contacts of that, um, we're going to see strong sort of strain development within the um within the country rough again, whether it be the sediments or uh, eventually where well, we get up into uh the magnet idea that it's being folded around a bit further to the northern side of that target. And we've got a couple of outcrops and one drilling intercept in fact from the OKD from the initial OKD series of balls in the Gany target, uh, which is so far proven that. So
1: how far west are you talking? Oh we're talking uh within about
2: a hundred to hundred and fifty meters to the west of where the Gaddy main sheep is. And that's sort of this. Yeah.
1: And what's your um exploration uh method? Uh, is it geochemistry, geophysics and um and then the, get the bulldozer out?
2: Well it begins with a concept. So it, it begins with a geological idea and some sort of theory that we're going out there and test and you know all of these other tools and techniques, including the driller rig. It effectively goes out there and, and uh, tests how close we were to reality. So um, it's, it starts with an idea, it starts with a concept. We generally get some geophysics done, uh, mainly with the, the ground magnetics and uh, VLS. Uh, the VLS. The screen it with solves where possible, and then you correlate those anomalies to to uh, the sort of geological concepts that we can generate based on the data that we have existing and uh, any new indications we might have from, uh, from the geophysics, from the magnetics in particular. And we get out there where, we, where it's possible for us to do trenching. Uh, we would uh, test specific anomalies or, or other interesting conceptual targets and follow up with the drilling rig where necessary.
1: When you, when you say a uh, kind of geological uh, concept, I, I imagine, I envisage that this is a kind of a deeply weathered environment, and that it's actually very hard to see the geology. So, you know, what do you what do you base? Well, a is that wrong, and, and B, if if it's not wrong, what do you base your geology on?
2: It's not an incorrect statement, but there is still a lot of value in mapping Um and I find principally because a lot of the strain fabrics in the rocks are very well preserved and are still. Uh, mappable in situ in in those areas and that's where we've been able to leverage like our road cuts and uh, and our trenches in particular to help constantly develop uh, new ideas and continue to refine our structural modeling so it doesn't all come from oriented core and and fresh rock drilling um, a lot of it was input from observations in situ satellite so there's still a lot of value in that i think um it's it you know it's not difficult to pick out, for instance, silicification and sometimes even serocyte altering in the separate lines, um, which are one of the key types of alterations that we have in our shear zones generally. Uh, so that's good. And where you're really lucky, in, uh, you've got your eye in enough on what our series or ops looks like in, in, in sort of as fresh rock, um, you're sometimes able to make correlations from the in-situ textures that that you see where it's still preserved in the surface, you're able to yeah. so map out the geological units as well. Uh, if you're not too high within the weathering profile, so um, there's a you've got to be a bit careful about it, and to a degree be honest about uh, what we are not sure about, especially if if you know texture, primary textures are being obliterated where you're too high in the weathering profile. But it, it's still tremendously useful, so. Uh, focus in on superlite mapping, and we've been able to do that to, to, uh, to a great extent to advance our variant.
1: I think I'm displaying my, um, the, my, the laziness, the, the fact that I haven't had to spend a lot of time operating in deeply weathered terrains. I think once you, once you do that for a number of years, you get your eye in and you, you realise the value of geological mapping even in those weathered environments.
0: And I wouldn't say even to this one, I mean, our magnetic unit is so magnetic, even in the satellite it grabs hold of your magnet. It is particularly magnetic. So it's um, and that's one of our primary hosts, along with uh, the carbonaceous uh, mudstone. So both of them uh, are relatively uh, easy to pick in the um, well
1: Gentlemen, thank you so much. It's been a, a really fascinating dive into your thinking and the exploration process um, uh, on the project. Dan, perhaps kind of by way of summary, can you take me through... Your decision trees uh, I, I know you've just raised some money as well um, so you're kind of quite well cashed up can you just talk me through wh- what you're going to be looking for and what investors can therefore look for uh, during the, the remainder of the year in terms of where you're guiding and steering the company and what you consider to be kind of the main um, milestones.
0: Okay, between now and the, and the end of the year certainly the first half is a focus on discoveries uh, near near the Oko main deposit so within 5 kilometres. We've probably got another uh, five zones uh, which we'd like to uh, bring up to drill stage from uh, Ganny West, Oco East, uh, Ganny North, Birdcage, and in the Sands. So we want to drill all those. Uh, We want to put an updated resource out in uh, the third quarter. And once again, that'll be not the end. It'll be just, okay, this is updated from the last year. And so that, and continue with that till the end of the year, uh, we'd probably. Get back to oko main zone we want to build a uh, structural model for the whole district uh, we have one now we'll update that with brett davies coming out we think we can really add value there on understanding where we can target a higher grade at depth in all these zones and so we will continue to make discoveries and uh add ounces to the project as as in a sensible sustained manner so there'll be lots of news we'll be drilling the whole time you may have a little uh, break in drilling a couple of times in the wet uh to catch up with maintenance and catch up with assays but in general, we'll be drilling throughout the year. We'll have dr- drilling news, and we expect to make uh, one or two more discoveries. Perhaps we'd like to say three or four, but one or two for sure, <laughs> I think, uh, by the end of this year.
1: And um, where are you in terms of um, petrographic studies, gold deportment studies, uh, metallurgical characterization?
0: We have done. I did the initial bottle roll test on the Yoko main zone, and now we're uh, just about to start... a a series of tests on the the Gany zone. Metallurgically, uh, uh, I would say some metallurgy. On the um, petrology, we've really just done XRF. We haven't actually done any petrology yet. Uh, It's fairly coarse-grained. We tend to know what the minerals are, uh, and we're comfortable with the stratigraphy that we have. So we probably should do some of that, but we haven't. And, yeah, basically that's where we're at.
1: Thank you so much for your time. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Good luck with the drilling uh, through the course of the year.
0: Thank you very much, Merle.